Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Leading Hope. Hey, Kevin. Hey, How DJ. are you, man? I'm good. Hey, uh, we are in our new format. Over the next month, we're starting a new series. We'll Woo! talk about that in just a second, but we are excited about exploring these new series. Back to the format that we used to do uh, way back when. Last week, we said that was our last episode. Yeah. Episode 100. It was awesome. Confetti flew everywhere. It was fake confetti. We've, we've come a long way from sitting across each other at your desk, yeah. in your office, yeah. in your home. With an iPhone that, 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 With that an used iPhone. the front camera and the back camera. That was amazing which back was in the day. kind of cool, uh, the technology that we have. But hey, we're so excited to be with you today. Uh, welcome. You're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and Pastor Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new podcast every Wednesday. Uh, subscribe to your platform platform to get those automatically delivered every morning and also share with a friend on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. And rate and review. You will not believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of more leaders just like you. And uh, man, uh, today, Kevin, we are excited about episode one on one, uh, 101. 101. 101. And this, you've entitled this entire series Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. I don't even know where this is going, oh. but I cannot wait. So uh, so here's, the, let me uh, start this off with a scenario. We're going to spend four weeks in this series, but just to kind of gain a grasp of what we're talking about. So you're a leader, but you're a little unsure. <laughs> like you're a leader, but you're, you don't exactly know what you're doing. And so you're kind of walking forward with this level of, should I be here? Should I not be here? Am I qualified to do this? Am I not qualified to do this? And then something happens. Like you're doing okay. You're unsure about how you're, what you're doing. You're constantly looking to the people around you for feedback. Like, am I all right? Am I okay? Do you like me? Not just like a healthy feedback, a continuous feedback. And then something goes wrong. Like something is below what you projected. You did not hit your goal. People are unhappy. There's a global pandemic that completely polarizes your entire team and you don't know how to move forward. And so you press a little harder and you lean in a little more and you say, this is where we need to go. This is what we have to do. And people are more resistant to you and you feel your influence start to slip over time. And so you tell them even stronger, this is what we have to do. It's my way or the highway. This is how you have to do it. This is imposter Syndrome. Stronger. <laughs> this is what it looks like. So imposter syndrome is defined like this. Doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. What it is at the core is this belief, this kind of sense that you have to go, I don't know if I'm capable of leading. Mm. I don't know if I'm able to do this. And here's the big problem is imposter syndrome always comes True. And I know that may sound like really harsh because here's here's my guess is that you have felt this at some point in time. You have felt this like, like if we could say it like this, I'm unqualified to be a parent. <laughs> I don't know how to do this in this area or in your leadership in any area, whether it's like corporate, whether it's relational, whether it's of a team, it's the sense of like, I, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can handle this. And what, what will end up happening is there are some negative qualities that become associated with negative things that will come into reality when you are competing with those around you for your identity as a leader. We're going to get to those in just a second, but I just want to say this, like this sense of I'm a fraud, 
I'm not able to be here, always has negative repercussions. We're not talking about humility as a leader, okay? We're talking about this sense of, I don't feel like I can cut it, and I'm afraid that someone is going to find out, and so I'm doing the things that I feel like I need to do in order to shore up my weaknesses so that no one will be able to see what's going wrong. So I've got here in my notes, I'm not saying that if you don't feel like a leader, that you're not a leader, but that if you don't feel like a leader, then you won't be able to lead well. Notice the difference between those real clearly, okay? Not saying I don't feel like a leader, so that means you can't lead. But if your leadership is associated with this sense of constant inadequacy, constant sense of I need to play the part, I need to act like I know how to do it, then you will completely limit your ability to actually lead well. So I think it's good that you've defined that too, uh, because everyone has felt that piece. Yeah. And I think that's what's so powerful about what you've already written so far is that everybody has felt that at one point in their life as a leader, like, and you will, if you have it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. And so, um, and so I want to talk through, we're, we're going to get into how you counteract imposter syndrome, uh, throughout this series, but I just want to show you some of the, some of the impact of imposter syndrome and then touch for just a second on where that is. And then we'll discuss for a while in terms of, Hey, where that looks like where we've lived that in our own leadership. So here, are the impacts of imposter syndrome. These are the things that are going to happen if you feel like, man, I'm not cut out for this. I don't think I can do this. I, I feel like I need to fake it until I make it, which never actually works out. Could I be clear on that? So the impact of imposter syndrome we're going to touch on for the first one is you'll compete for space. You'll compete for space. I don't mean best office space, although that could actually be a thing. Like in discussions with your team, in discussions with those around you, you'll be in competition with them. Instead of being open to new ideas because you're securing your leadership, instead of being open to contrary thoughts because you know who you are and you know why the mission matters, you'll find yourself constantly competing for space. Into the, uh, if we could say it like this, when when two people or a group of people have a conversation, there is a another part to play that is between them, and that is the conversation, the emotion, the energy within the room. Okay, so like between, say it like in marriage terms. Between you and your spouse, there is a space between you in terms of where the relationship lives. You are separate people in your identity. Eh, we get longer on that, but I'm not going to touch on that now. You're separate people in your identity, but there is another thing that is the relationship. When your team gathers, your team gets all gathered around, you're the individuals, and then there is this common space that we refer to as culture that you guys interact in. And what happens is that when you have imposter syndrome, you begin competing for that space because you're not securing your role as a leader. All of a sudden you're jockeying for position, for power. Uh, you do things by not listening to people, by cutting certain people off, by immediately disregarding ideas that are different from the norm. Uh, you do this also by making jokes of cutting people down to size. I was with a leader the other week who continuously made jokes about how they were going to fire their team. <laughs> Which is like in the, like, it is like in a moment, like it almost felt innocent. Like it almost felt yeah. not noteworthy, but like anytime a team member would enter in, there's like, oh yeah, good stuff. I guess I'll keep you around for a little longer, which was this constant reminder of 
I'm more important than you. Yeah. Because I'm a little uns- insecure on my role. And they go, if you have ever been on the, uh, it may feel almost innocent if you're a bystander, but if you've ever been on the other side of that joke, you know how not innocent it is. Yeah, it's not like, fun. You know how terrible that feels. So, impact of imposter syndrome, you'll compete for space. A second one, we won't receive the feedback that we need. Okay, because we're insecure in who we are. We won't be open to new feedback. This is the nature of people like when we feel like we're a fake, when we feel like we're a fraud is the times in which we are most unlikely (laughs) to not receive feedback, which is the thing that we need in order to get out of that feeling of fake and fraud so we can step into a more secure identity. So you won't receive the feedback that you need. You won't be bold. You'll be forceful. In the time in which your team needs you to lead with boldness, you'll actually just be intimidating and aggressive, which will demotivate everyone in the process, and you won't be open. You'll be certain. I want to make a clear distinction on my terminology. I did not say you won't be open. You'll be right. (laughs) That is not the case. You won't be open. You'll be certain. And there is a massive difference between the need to be clear in our leadership versus certain that we're correct. We we cannot risk ambiguity. Okay. Like in the direction that we're going, we can't go. All right. Where are we going? We're going. Just do something. So somewhere. But, but be busy. Yeah. yeah. Act, act like you're busy. Look like you're doing something. <laughs> and they go like, you can't do that. You have to yeah. go, we're going this direction. Yeah. These are the things. While always remaining open of going, but that might not be the right direction. Yeah. And these might not be the right things. Yeah. And to say what we do because we lack clarity, because we're uncertain of who we are, we're certain about what we should do, which means we can never course correct. We can never go through the things that we need to. So here's my, this is the thing that I kind of want to set in. We've got some other stuff we want to get to, but I just want you to know like imposter syndrome, this sense of, man, I'm, I'm a fraud. Yeah. I'm not fit for this position. I'm in over my head. It is a common thing. And, and what we have to look at and what we're going to go throughout this series is we're going to go through the three aspects of leadership identity that you need to build up. Like no one else can build this up for you, but the three aspects of leadership identity that you need to be build up that will actually remove that sense of imposter syndrome from you. Because if you have imposter syndrome, like the humility to go, I'm unqualified, I'm in over my head is a good thing. But if you feel like you're a fraud and you have to play a role, what will happen in the long run is you won't be able to lead well, which will only reinforce that sense that you're unqualified and you're a fake and a fraud and you shouldn't be there to begin with. And so to say, like, if you just try to live out imposter syndrome, you won't lead well and it will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. I was just about to say, eventually, if you do, if you lead from that position long enough, it won't be a syndrome any longer. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It'll be a permanent status. So V, if I could... If I could start here and then I want to see where you want to go yep. on this sense, because I'm sure you'll have a different perspective than I do. Um, and I don't want to jump into the politics of all this. Okay. Yeah, of course. But, but I do want to acknowledge this. Um, when the pandemic hit, no one knew what was happening. Like, could we just acknowledge that? Yeah, we like, even did some episodes uh, about yes. that. And we actually named a few of the people that were in charge of uh, state yep. decisions. Yeah, and so it was like within a month, people, oh, this was good, this was good. But looking back on it, I think one of the things that's fascinating is no one knew what was happening, and there was a definitive need for clarity. Yeah. Like we needed to be able to go, we're doing this for this reason. But there was 
there was also within that clarity, and I know someone could take this and they could run with it a direction that I am not intending it. Okay. Right. So I'm almost a little concerned sharing this. But within that clarity, there was, we didn't know what was happening. Right. Within that clarity, the most toxic thing was it was also filled with a sense of certainty. Mm. We have to do this, and this is right, and all other viewpoints are completely wrong, and they're idiots. Yes. And what happened was this incredible sense of distrust, this incredible sense of being polarized. Yeah. And I don't know, people could run with that, and they're like, this, this, please don't comment anything on the pandemic. That's not what I'm looking for in this moment. But I want to say, I, I just want to expose this nature that we are all susceptible to it, that in the moment in which we feel most uncertain and most unclear is the temptation to try to gain certainty instead of clarity. And That's I was good. with a leader That's the other really week. Good. He was talking about, this is not about the pandemic. Yeah. He was talking about new initiatives that they take on as an organization. And he said, we always uh, under-promise and over-deliver, which sounds great. And he goes, like when we, pastor, he said, when we started our first campus, we said, hey, we're going to try this and we're going to send a thousand people and this much money. And it probably won't work, but we feel like we need to attempt this. And he goes, now I thought it was going to work. But yeah. I couldn't tell people that because I wasn't sure it was going to work. And so I said, it probably won't work, but this is what we need to try. And then he crushed it. And to say, like, man, if we look at the moments in which we're uncertain, we feel like an imposter. Yeah. We feel unqualified. And so we grab certainty as tightly as we can. And in the process, we ruin our credibility as a leader. Yeah, it's as if we want to double down on something that's just not going to work just to make sure that your authority is is the most important yeah. thing, not the outcome. And uh, I think that's so important. I want to, I want to, so what you've done here is a great uh, depiction of what the impact of imposter syndrome does. Yeah. Um, to, and you've really laid it out to uh, all these things about uncertainty, uh, how the team will not trust anymore, yep. lack, all those things. Talk about, uh, and that's the more important thing, just so we're clear, that is yeah. the most important thing. But I think something I think you could really talk about, because I think you've seen this happen over your experience uh, uh, as a leader. What happens to the person who's who actually has, the leader who has the, what happens to them? Uh, is it, do they, or do they become over time depressed? I mean, there's yeah. gotta be some internal monologue going on with them that over time destroys them as a person, yeah. not their, not just their teams. Yeah. Like eventually they fail as, as mm -hmm. a leader, but they also hurt themselves to even go on further if they keep this on for a long time. Yeah. The impact of the leader who continues to exist within the imposter syndrome. Yeah. So, um, mm, I forget who it was, uh, the phrase within church world that I've heard is that leaders need to have tough skin, soft hearts. Yeah. And so the, the nature of that is everything that comes your way can't hurt you, and yet you need to remain sensitive to the plights of the people. You need to remain empathetic to who they are at the core, and yet one negative email can't derail you for an entire sure. day. Okay, right. That's a depiction of what it means to have tough skin but a soft heart. If you exist in imposter syndrome for too long, you will develop a tough heart. Yeah. And you will, you will lose your love for the people that you lead because now they're competing with you. They're yeah. competing with your ego. You will become jaded and cynical and harsh in all the different things that you do. Yeah. And so say like, I want to say like, there is, a, there is an okay level of go, I'm doing this and I'm uncertain. Yeah. I'm doing this and I'm not sure I'm cut out for it. I'm not sure I'm qualified. Right. That is an okay, healthy thing. Absolutely. But to go, I'm uncertain. 
And so I better fake it and I better make everybody think I'm a phenomenal leader and I've got it all together and I know exactly what I'm doing. Right. That is where the problem really comes in. Yeah. I think that's powerful to understand because we don't want people to end up in that position, right? That's Absolutely. the whole goal of the podcast. And so the next question kind of leads into that. No, we knowing the effects of it, the impacts that it will have. What are what are some key identifiers leaders can be aware of that they are starting to slip oh, that's good. into Okay. The imposter syndrome. So like, uh, you know, like it's just those things. You're you're not there yet. Yeah. But it's coming. So let me give. So a couple different examples. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is fun. This is a great question, yeah. V. Thank you. Is uh, <laughs> is it say like uh for one your team discussions will feel like competitions, because oh, what you're doing is your good. egos are competing with each other. Yeah. And to go, you know that like the the leader in a discussion has to be egoless. Sometimes the team will have their egos and their differences, but like, man, if they're competing with the leader's ego, there is no way to have a healthy discussion because all of a sudden this like sense of a lack of self-esteem and other things keeps getting thrown into the mix. And so you go, man, if your team discussion feels like a competition, this might be where oh, you are. That's a really good identifier. Uh, if I give another one like this, <clears throat> so uh, just play this off with me. Okay. okay. I need you to give the wrong answer. I, I'm good okay. at that. Uh, VJ, what is, and I know this sounds stupid, but like, VJ, what is two plus two? Six. Okay, but like, you know, play your role, keep playing I'm, your I'm role. I'm right there. But like, you know, like if I put like two and two together, it's. Yeah, it's six. Okay, <laughs> sure. I'm not, I'm not upset by that. Right. Because I, if I know this is going to sound ridiculous. Right. I know what the right answer is. Right. When, when I don't know the right answer and I feel like an imposter my tendency there is to get mad and angry yeah. that you don't agree yeah. with my answer. So if, if like this plays out in all different realms, like if I know what the answer is and I'm clear on the solution and you disagree with me, I may, I will have a discussion. I will attempt to convince you, but my anger will not enter into yeah. the equation Yeah, yeah. because I'm already secure in my position. Yeah. And what we're seeing over and over again is people are uncertain which is perfectly fine. Absolutely. But they feel the need for certainty. And so they're yelling and ranting and raving and angry about their position. And to say like, the things that you know are true when someone disagrees with you, your emotions don't enter into the mix on it. Yeah. And I think that's a piece that you know you're starting to suffer from imposter syndrome when those who disagree with you all of a sudden invoke your emotions into the process. That's really good. That is uh that's a powerful, powerful visual for someone that might be wondering if they're coming into this. Uh, I we think, could talk about that idea right there yeah. for four hours and in I, terms of the last year. Yeah, and I can I think it you can you can uh you can I think you hit it on the head. You should approach that person and and show them that the number the question the answer is four. Yeah. And you should have discussion, but you should never yeah. let your emotional state drive your uh uh action. Yeah. Right? Like at the end of the day, if that's what's happening, you're slipping. Yep. You're slipping, bro. Yeah. When we're <laughs> uncertain is when we, I, I love this. Uh, someone, that, I read this the other day. They said, when you're discussing with someone who disagrees with you, you should ask them the question. It's an Adam Grant question. Yeah. But the question is, is there anything that I could show you that would convince you to change your position? That's great. And if the answer is no, that's great. quit having the discussion because there's that, nothing you could do so that would good. convince them. Come on, somebody. That's, <laughs> that's just... a powerful, powerful. We're going to put that in notes, guys. Oh, man. Uh, we, I know someone's asking. We're out of time. Um, almost in like okay. about about thirty seconds here. Uh, but I know someone's asking. Okay, I'm not mad. 
Uh, I know I'm not slipping into. I had the discussion. They don't see it the way I see it. Uh, and and um, but they're in charge of this group of oh. people, and they're still making those decisions based on. We've got episodes for that, and we'll put yeah. those. Yeah, we'll yeah, put yeah. Those, I was just saying. You're seeing my hesitation to even jump into that. We've got episodes. We covered this, so yeah. That, I, I just want to make sure because I know the question's coming. Yeah. And uh, because we're live or not live anymore, <laughs> I know those questions. I want to make sure that we continue to ask those yeah. questions that I think you're asking, so that we have those. And I want to make sure that you guys know those are available for in prior podcasts. But hey, we're we are finished for today. This is going to be a great series, Kevin. I'm yeah. excited. Wrap up uh, 101 uh, imposter syndrome so, week one. So the whole goal of today was to help identify and, in a sense, normalize, not in a healthy way, but to understand it's there, what imposter syndrome is. And so what we're going to do for the next three weeks after this is we're going to talk about building your leadership identity, because there are three key aspects that everyone needs in order to build their leadership identity. And as you build your leadership identity, you are weakening the imposter syndrome that's within you. So I'm really excited. So I'm just going to give them to you right now. And then we're going to discuss them more fully Ooh, the next three you. weeks. Oh, look at me. Oh, Generous. Look at you. Yeah. Generous. Generous. So the three aspects of your leadership identity are your character, your competency, and your calling. Your character, competency, and calling are the things that directly work against imposter syndrome, which is a self-fulfilling prophecy on the negative impact of your leadership. So can't wait to talk more about that next week. Oh, come on, Tay. We can't wait for you guys to join us next week. Uh, we'll continue the imposter syndrome series. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We want you to be a part of that. Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast uh, and haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that. Now, also post about it rate and review you will not believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of more leaders just like you and if you have a story we'd love you to visit leadinghope.online and send that to us remember your stories matter and it makes a difference in people's lives of how you're getting better and by that we want you to do that every week and remember everyone has 20 minutes everyone to learn to become a better leader make it count